When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshaies at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here... It makes you wanna
I must say fast Gotta keep it high, keep it together I want to get better Properly, 
because he doesn't want the same disaster that happened in Puerto Rico to happen here in the continental United States. We also have people who take advantage of the homeless. A story where a man took his last $20 and gave it to a woman who ran who ran out of gas, a woman and a, and a boyfriend of substance. And then when they raised $400,000 for this man, they decided that they were it would be better spent if they spent it on themselves. Uh, we have a uh, law enforcement officer in Texas who went to the wrong apartment and subsequently shot a black man as he spent time in his apartment uh, enjoying the peace and quiet of his home. But yet, uh, we don't know whether this woman will be convicted or not. Uh, she was not immediately arrested. And so we do have a uh, state of life here in America where the term deplorable could be used uh, because there seems to be a lot of, when you, the head of your country has no morals, uh, then you see the people who are equally uh, immoral as him come out of the woodwork. <laughs> so, uh, D, uh, I don't think, even though she took some backlash for using that the term uh, deplorable, uh, we now see two years later that there are a lot of reasons why that term was not misused. Hello, James, and thank you. Uh, I apologize for not having my phone on mute. If uh, the audience heard background noise, that was coming from my end, and I apologize for that. Um, yes, uh, she did take backlash on that because she was uh, brave enough to uh, describe the nature of the people that, that supported Donald Trump. So, you know, if uh, if if the word deplorable is um, too sophisticated to describe them, uh, a more common term that I would use to better describe them, and they take pride in this term I'm about to use, uh, the term will be assholes. They take pride in being such. Uh, they uh, do things that are unnatural. Uh they they have no intent to be liked by anybody. Uh they they understand they they do understand the concept in order to be liked you have to be likable. And they have no uh they have no mindset or no intention to be likable. That that's who they are. That's the way they are. That's the way they function. Um so um so yes, uh, she she called them out. She drug them out on the carpet. They what, what happened was they took advantage of that and to uh, to flip the script on her to, to, to so she could be chastised for using a term to describe other Americans. And that was that was, that was uh, Kellyanne Conway. She she's bright in that way. I had given her credit to be bright uh, in some aspect, and uh, so and when it comes down to certain relationships, she is pretty bright. Um. 
it was something that you said that I wanted to come in on. Uh, gosh. Uh, but anyway, um, it'll come back to me, James. I apologize, but that's my comment for now. Thanks. Okay. Let me just say this, Cheryl. I spend my entire existence trying to be a decent individual. When I leave out of my house, I try to have the right frame of mind so that I can present myself as being fire-minded. I know that there are people who can trigger a part of me uh, that might make me lash out, but it is not triggered by a regular set of circumstances. But when you go around the world knowing that there are people who hate you for no other reason than the color of your skin or who think it is okay uh, to shoot people of color uh, who have no weapon, who are not armed, or people who believe that it's okay uh, uh, to rid themselves of a spouse who uh, has done nothing to them other than just try to live their lives. We are living in a world that has some ill-gotten thought patterns created by a life of indulgence. indulgence. And so, you know, we have to be real careful about uh, not explaining or sharing the truth with ourselves. There are some despicable people in our world, and uh, we just hope that we can live our lives not running into these people. Uh, because they can be angered by any little thing whatsoever. Uh, you know, I'm one of those people, if I miss your car and I avoid an accident, I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to be glad that I did not have the accident. But we live in a world right now where people are walking around, looking around for an opportunity to display their racist thoughts and behaviors. Good afternoon, and how is everyone doing? That was a load. <laughs> um, you know, I guess, you know, as we're talking about behavior and the word despicable, um, there, there are many that display that. And, you know, I guess although people like us who don't do things like that and talk like that and act like that, um, it's strange to us. But those that do it, I don't believe that they actually see themselves or are aware of that's how they really are. Now, you may have a very, very, very slim amount that is like that, know they're like that, and don't care that they're like that. And it's what makes up their personality. Is it right? No, it's not right. Um, and it's something that we deal with on a daily basis and something that we will deal with you know, continuously. And with all the things that's going on now, 
it is very, very difficult for us, you know, we as individuals who are not used to the behavior that we are witnessing now and witnessing, you know, on such higher levels. But those behaviors to them is more common. They don't see anything wrong with it. And, you know, and I'm not just speaking of the president themselves, you know, himself. Because what has to go through your mind in order for you to act the way that you do, call people names that you do, um, all of those things. So, you know, we live in a world like that, and we've been able to see, just like we say, you know, the exposures of individuals where we're beginning to see even more and we'll continue to see even more. Now, one thing that you mentioned, and I would, you know, and I'm waiting to see what is going to be the help that's going to be given to, and what's going to be the talk about um, those areas that are going to be affected by this hurricane. Because as compassionate as we are, everybody is not that way. So whatever is put in place for them to help them, if it's not coming out of understanding the need, the compassion, all of that, they're going to hurt too. Just like you mentioned, Puerto Rico is still hurting. So that's something to um, to watch for, but also to pray that they do get all of the help that they need because this is going to be a most devastating time in their lives. You know, it it bothers me. You guys know that I look at a lot of TV and I search around for a lot of different articles for us to be able to discuss. And the day when I was seeing uh, where... You know, our president talked about how successful uh, we were with helping Puerto Rico. And then there was a airfield in Puerto Rico that had millions of bottles of water on the airfield a year later. Okay? And so my thought was the you and I could have figured out a way how to distribute that water. I mean, I, I cannot imagine people who needed water that if you couldn't have did anything else but say, look, come to such and such location and you can take as much water as you want. You know what I'm saying? Why would you let water sit out on an airstrip and get to the point where people say it was not good for human consumption. And if you weren't willing to give it away to the people, give it to them so they could feed their, you know, water their animals. I, I'm just not sure now, now that I've seen this airfield with millions of bottles of water on it, what in the world are you going to do with them if humans are complaining about the fact that they've been out there so long uh, that that they have a foul taste. 
uh, because now you got to deal with the fact that uh, all of that plastic uh, that you, you know, even if you burn, I, I said once, well, just get rid of it now that nobody needs it. But then you burn in toxic plastic. So it, it is like they just allowed all of that water they send there to be ruined. Well, James, thank you for uh, bringing back to mind what it was that I wanted to say. And uh, when you spoke about how Donald Trump, uh, look, Donald Trump is so predictable. This is he is his own worst enemy in this way. All right, uh, you know he will he will show interest in this hurricane and the victims and and the and the would be help that could be given to these victims. He will show interest. In that, the same way he did in Puerto Rico, as long as the cameras are rolling, as long as there is a photo opportunity, he will show interest. Now, this is where he begins to be his own worst enemy. You know, it's always uh, in the conversation with him uh, how there is a security risk dealing with with the Trump administration. And this is is where the, the security risk come in for me. As long as you're saying something positive about him, then you can get a positive feedback out of his administration. But the risk comes in where if uh, if he thinks he's doing something great and you and you chastise uh, his efforts in doing so, or you have questions about the the honesty behind his efforts, that's when he falls apart. He falls apart, and that's why all that water got left behind because when when he had to defend the fact that during his watch and during his uh during his Katrina moment that uh his government was there like Johnny on the spot to take care of the people of Puerto Rico. Now this was before that the fact that three thousand people had died. That 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 fact was had been sequestered. So all during the time that uh, it was only believed that maybe 300, 400, 500 people may have perished. He wanted to uh, opt this as the greatest moment ever uh, when it came down to being in a position to be responsive to people in need. But as it turned out, uh, there, there was no such thing. Uh, you know, we know that he deals with alternative facts and everything. So, you know, as far as, so as long as there is a photo opportunity, he'll be there. All right. Now, I want to get back real quick to something that we were talking about, about these deplorable people. You know, when you said that you always go out your house, you, you go, you you put forth a strong effort to be uh, a, 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 a upright citizen and an outstanding person. Well, when it comes down to the deplorable people that we're speaking of, and excuse me, Cheryl, of, uh, using this term again, but when we and when we have to deal with assholes, you know, they're just like thugs, okay? Now, you know, when you the definition uh, the definition of a thug is a person who won't, who don't want to do nothing, and and that's the same way with these deplorable people. It, it, it's not hard to be deplorable. All you got to do is not try to be cordial, or not uh, try not to be considerate. You no, know, to be considerate. And to be um, 
and to be cordial with people, that takes effort. It's a, that's a learned behavior, all right? So for them not to want to do that, they don't have to learn that. They just be who they are. And, and like you said, it's a learned behavior. And so that's the way they are brought up, just to be who you are. So, you know, um, that's what it is. And uh, I just had to drag it out and, and bring it to the, to the light. Thank you. But part of creating a more positive environment is, Cheryl, you at some point, have to recognize that you have there's a segment of your population both uh, in in white America and in America that is full of people of color who just don't know how to live their lives in a positive manner or uh, that they just uh, for whatever reason never learn how to be compassionate. Uh, toward different segments of people. I don't have any ill will uh, to somehow be better than anybody else. I just want to live my life to the best ability that I can and be cordial using the term that these uh, spoke about. I have no reason to be ugly to people. So I, I, it's easy for me to be cordial. It's easy for me to say good morning. It's easy for me to say, have a nice day, or, or open a door for somebody uh, who um, is um, walking toward the door, and I'm being courteous. But you can also see that there's some people who have no idea or concept of looking out for the best interests of anybody else because they're so busy looking out for uh, how to put themselves ahead. And so that is the part of America that we have to first recognize exists and figure out how to correct it. Now, <laughs> when you say that, um, the individual themselves usually don't know or realize no matter how much, some, and I'm saying uh, the large amount, a small amount is willing to be able to listen to somebody who tells them about themselves. But imagine you trying to tell somebody over and over and over, and they believe that they're right. They believe that what they are doing is the right thing. And, you know, and just like Dee said, this is all the upbringing. This is what has been their norm. You know, they, their things have to go their way. And when things don't go their way, you know, I constantly picture um, Donald Trump all the time saying, you're fired. That means that you didn't do what I wanted you to do. You didn't do it my way. Now you're out of here. And that was a prime example, you know, although it was a reality and it might have been pumped up a little bit, but it was a prime example of showing who he really was and who he still is. And it's always said when somebody show you who they are, believe them. Now it takes a strong individual and a willing individual 
to be able to see with inside themselves and say, what I'm doing is not working for me, and I need to change. But that's not the case in a lot of situations. And, I mean, that's a lot of why we are in the chaos that we are in today. So, you you know, when you say be able to change, you have to first be willing to change. First of all, you have to acknowledge that there's something wrong. And then you have to be willing to change that. And if not, we keep getting what we've been getting. And that's the reason why we have to constantly look at the character, not only just the things that they accomplish and the things that they are capable of, but the character of an individual when we vote them into office, when we even consider them. And we have to start educating people to be able to do that. The whole package itself, you know, because why would we want somebody in office that can get this and this done, but their character is all messed up? Because that overflows onto their job and their responsibilities. It is amazing to me that we are living in a world where people are displaying the worst of human kindness. You know, um, D has said that the worst person in the world to deal with is somebody who don't know they don't know. And one of the things that I do when I'm trying to determine what my beliefs are, is I try to question whether or not there's another way of looking at the choice or decision that I'm about to make. But when you're so convinced that what it is that you believe or you think is right, you give no time or space or belief that the other person may have an honest perception of what it is you're discussing. So when you never question your thoughts, the last thing you're going to believe is the truth when it comes from somebody else. I'm sorry, James. I'm here. Okay. Well, you know, you know what's worse than that, and you're saying it. You're saying it. And Miss Cheryl, let me before I say anything, Miss Cheryl, you spoke nothing but the truth, and I'm going to elaborate why in just a second. Um, James, what's worse than that is a person who don't want to know the truth, who don't want to know, uh, who have a who have an idea that things might be different, like we say they are, or there might be some truth to the story, that the untold truth, but they don't want to know the truth. And like that niggas have said in that movie, you could, probably couldn't handle the truth if you heard it, you know. So, and so uh, in modern times, okay, in modern times, in, in 2008, in 2018, we are having a war with the truth. And that, and that should be kind of, that should be really frightening that we're having a war with the truth. 
I mean, that's like having a, that's like having a war with Christ Himself, because don't nobody really want to know the truth no more. So I find that really fascinating. Um, and lastly, um, you know, uh, in order, uh, the problem is that people don't want to they don't want to know the truth about themselves either. Also, you know, it's a frightening thing to do a self inventory of oneself. And, and, you know, and the reason I know that is because uh, when I was in drug rehab, that was, the, that was the number one thing, one of the number one things that we had to do. It was a self-inventory. You know, I had to go through rehab four times to get that part right. Because there was something that I really wanted to hold on to. I just wanted to stop doing the hard drugs. But I, I, did, I did want to hold on to something like my behavior, for one, you know. So it's like, you know, when you buy an old car. When you buy an old car and and you like the car, you like the body, but the motor and, and all the oil needs to be changed. But that's not all that needs to be changed. you got to get out the hoses and everything. you got to do a total overhaul to get exactly what you want to get out of, that, out of that body. And that's the same thing we have to do with this body. In order to change what, who we are and what we need to be, we have to have a total overhaul of everything. Like it says in the Bible, we have to change our thinking. And that's where that's where we need to be at. Thank you. Yeah, and it's seemingly to me, Cheryl, that we are living in, in a society that there are a, a, a segment of people who are just willing to throw away the ideals of what America stands for in order to hurt people who are committed uh, to what the Constitution truly talks about. You know, you have people trying to get to this country who believe that if they work hard, they can have a decent standard of living. But then there's a segment of people here that said, no, we don't want you to come here because you're going to take something from us. So I, if, if, if you come here, then I got to work harder. Uh, if you come here, then... I won't get the the easy job that I should have got. If you come here, I, I won't get the house that I should be able to have. So it seems as though uh, people are afraid of people who might come here who might want something enough to keep, commit themselves to getting it, and so they feel like they're being taken advantage of. You know, um, and I guess I want to say those uh, sick-minded people because it's always trying to figure out how much progress another person is going to get if they're allowed to do this or if they're allowed to do that. And it shouldn't be that way. You know, we all should want to see each other, and it doesn't matter where you're located or who you are, what your race is, to prosper in life. And you're right, we have people that um, that don't want to see that, that will do whatever they have to do to keep it from happening. And in doing that, they're trying to keep that from happening instead of addressing the things that are necessary, the things that need to be done, the things that are more important, um, the things that are on the agenda to be taken care of. So, you know, we got we got a lot of stuff that's going undone. We got a lot of stuff and chaos and turmoil 
Um, and we just got to keep busy. We just got to keep talking and telling everybody how important it is to go to the polls. Because if we're not liking what's going on, we the people and the only people that can change what's go- what's going to happen. And we got to stand up and have our voices heard. And not only that, get to the polls. And like I keep saying again, you know, be educated. Help um, educate others. Um, assist with getting people to the polls. You know, if you got to take off that date and help individuals go back and forth, whatever it takes, you know, because everybody votes, votes count. Because, you know, my daughter-in-law was telling me today she had so many people on her Facebook page that didn't go out to vote. And they said because they didn't want to vote for nobody, neither one of them. So they didn't vote at all. And imagine how many people felt the same way. And then we went on to talk about all of the men that's incarcerated that can't, you know, get to vote or those who are not able to vote. We have Jehovah Witnesses that don't vote. And then here people who can vote don't vote. So we got to do better than this. We got to do um because I'm hoping that everybody is feeling what we're going through to desperately want the change and not to say, well, I don't know who to vote for and I don't know nothing about that person. That's why we got to educate, educate, educate. And when I listen to you, when I listen to you, Cheryl, make that statement, uh, and someone says, well, I'm voting for the the least of, the least evil out of the two. First of all, I didn't see Hillary Clinton as being evil. I saw a woman who had committed decades of service to trying to make the country better. And then I saw someone who took advantage of being American and finding every excuse not to serve. And so how in the world could that be the worst of two evils I was picking the person who was most qualified, who understood uh, what America stood for and had worked to make America better again over several decades. And so now what we have is a man who has done nothing but created chaos in the whole time that he's been in office, who we find ourselves Uh, more focused on the possibility of him being impeached, uh, uh, focused on how his family has taken advantage of him being president to enrich themselves and to cost us all kind of money in terms of them having security. Um, None of this took place when Barack Obama was in office. And so I just find it interesting that white America has chosen this path that we find ourselves in, and uh, we have not been at peace for one instance that this man has been in office. And so we really have to, to question whether not voting truly served us, uh, because I don't believe it has. And there's no way, even if we impeach him, there's no way to correct the situation. 
I'm going to take a short break and we'll come back and continue our conversation.
name's T.D. Shea, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at, five, at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. It's important that we embrace this platform so that we have a way of letting people all across the nation know what our thoughts are and how we are feeling about the situation we're dealing with. We find ourselves in a place that we never thought was possible, where we're faced with people wanting to take us backwards in time, take us to a place where we as people of color were not respected and appreciated for the commitment and dedication we have given to our country. Uh, Cheryl, I'm just uh, upset about the direction we're going in, and I'm so looking forward to the midterm elections to see what good things come out of these deplorable times. Will we get all these new uh, people who wish to serve our country and uh, be voted in by people unlike themselves? Because that's what I think needs to happen. As a country, we should not be deciding things on the basis of color, but on the basis of right and wrong. You're right. And um, I'm I'm just like you, um, you know, waiting to see what the outcome will be. But... Um, there are so many things that we have to consider when we're voting people in office, you know, and we can't vote people in because they are our friends or because they're our neighbors. You know, this affects us as we can see that everything that's going on affects us in one way or another. You know, we, I hear a lot of people say, well, it don't affect me. But when it affects us as a whole, it affects you as well. And not only that, even with our local um, governor and the people who represent our state, and we also have to um, be careful when we are voting as well. We have to use the same things, you know, look at their character. And, you know, Begin looking at those things and doing some digging our own self. Don't just, you know, vote off of here, say, and somebody told me that, you know, to vote this. Because I can remember that this lady, she works the poll. And before she um, goes to the poll, she'll give out it in a little area um, and check off people. And she'll tell you, these are the people to vote for. Now, she didn't do her homework as far as who she wants. To win, right? And she give you the ballot, and she tells you these are the people you know when you go to vote for. Well, I mean, we can't do it all for that. Just because of her choices, don't mean that we want the same thing. So we got to educate ourselves and educate others. 
and stop using the system, whatever it is that's not working, over and over again. We got to do things in a better way. And you, it's obvious to see that there are people who are willing to throw us to the wolves for their own benefit. And uh, then there are people who are willing to vote against their own best interest. And so that's why it is so important for those of us who are trying to do the right thing to use our votes for the right reason are willing to cast it uh, for those people who are not biased. I don't, I'm not looking for the candidate that I vote for to do everything I want him to do, but I want him to be real enough to see and, uh, through the clouds and see what is right or wrong for us as a nation. Uh, I just don't believe that anybody who has the mentality of our present president uh, is capable of looking through clear a clear situation and determining the right thing to do because he's so often on the wrong side of what is right, you know? Um, and so it is important for us to have somebody who has common sense. And I don't think that's what we have right now. And there's so many people who are willing to let their most evil behaviors as human beings uh, to, to, to leash, leash out at people who are different from them. And that's what we have to defend ourselves against. Is now that we have this society that says it's okay to show your racist behavior and your racist beliefs in the most public of ways. Is it just me and you, or is it? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, when when I think about what I really expect, and I'm pretty sure many of us think about what we really had expected. Um, and like you said, you know, whoever is in office is not going to do everything that we may like or want, and that's unrealistic, you know, thinking. But we sure don't have to go off the radar to the point where we have such turmoil going on, and I mean, we—that's what I'm saying. And, and it's nothing that we can do, um, but to get to those polls, we got, and our voices have to be heard. Anything that is um, protesting against whatever is going on in the high up um, that we need to stand behind or be a part of, we need to also do that. And I understand that, you know, because my sister was saying about um, she don't understand why somebody, um, I think she was talking about, um, what's his name, Kappa Nichols, and he could have did something else. Well, what else could he have done? You know, um, I told her, I said, 
you don't have to agree with him, but let him rise to the occasion and let those who want to um, be a part of it and looking for change, you know, do what they do. And I think what it is is when you don't understand what it is, do you know the reason why he took the knee? Do you understand the reason behind it? And when you don't understand all of that, or is it that you just were so into football that nothing nobody said? I said, but, you know, there's not a lot like him. There's not a lot like Rosa Parks. There's not a lot uh, um, like those who stood up. Did Rosa Parks have to do it the way she did it? To you, maybe not. But for her? Yeah, and it makes a difference. And do it happen overnight? No, it don't happen overnight. And if you don't like it, just step aside and keep your mouth closed. But if you're not well educated on what's going on, don't make no comments because you're making comments without knowledge. And you're making it based upon, I ain't giving up, you know, my football. Okay, that's you. You don't have to, but don't put down the cause of what he's doing, especially if you don't understand what it is or even know what it is. And we have so many people that do that. They want to bash what's going on good, and they don't even know to stand behind, you know, and I think it was Joyce that says many times about the younger generation. You know, understand what they're doing and stand behind them. Don't let them fall. Don't let them not know that we are not backing them up, and especially for a good cause. And if you don't know what the the cause is, educate yourself. It is too easy to ask your Uncle Google what's going on, and he'll definitely answer you. So we don't have to not be knowledgeable. And and Cheryl was is so I guess that's so hurting is is that if one young white person was choked to death on video, if one white person who didn't have a gun was shot on uh Facebook Live and died while the video was going on, there'd be hell to play. And so, you know, if those same kind of videos that we see on a regular basis that treat us with such lack of humanity was shown to white America, it would be an uprising. But yet they want to tell us how to protest the lives that we see being lost every day. It's, it's shameful, truly shameful. Uh, Cheryl, what, what is your final thought for the day as we come uh, to the end of the show? Um, very good conversation. Um, my, you know, um, I just like you um, sent out the um, the information for those to get on, so that many voices could be heard and. Many people can know um, the different actions and things to do, and we can also hear the opinions of others as well. So I appreciate you 
for allowing us to have this platform that we can discuss these things and bring awareness, you know, about the things that's going on. And, you know, we never um, stop iterating that, how important it is to be involved, how important it is to go to the polls. So with that being said, whatever we do, we can always do more. Thank you so much. And I'll see you tomorrow at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time as we continue to fight the battle of knowledge and understanding. People need to know that we're not here to suggest that one group of people uh, are better prepared uh, to run the country than another. We just want fairness. And we want all of us want a decent-sized slice of the apple pie. Take care, and we'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place